0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace Covenant Church, where we are transformed by God's grace, connected through relationships, and committed to service. All right, let's get started with our our time in our book of Philippians. Our series is called Uncommon, and today we're going to look at acquiring uncommon peace. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, to, un- to, to have uncommon peace, to acquire this uncommon peace from God, it's going to be kind of up to us. Here's three hard questions that you need to ask. Uh, the first one, you're, you, should, you should have asked this one time in your life already, but what are you going to be when you grow up? Do you know that yet? Still working on that myself. So, uh, not so not as important as this next one, okay? Who will you be when you grow up? Who will you be when you grow up? This follows. What are you going to do to become that person? Who are you going to be later, and what are you going to do to make that happen? In other words, simply put, do you want to change? Do you want to change? Today, we're going to talk about how a human being can change. I'm going to give you two keys that summarize most of Western psychology to help you understand how a human soul can change. I want to try to motivate you for change. As a matter of fact, I brought in a, a guest. One of the best motivational speakers on change that I know in his eighth movie, Rocky Balboa. You know, I don't even really know what I'm doing here because I, I got other plans in my life and this wasn't part of it. Your father was special. Tell the truth, I don't know if he's special. Only you're gonna know that when the time is right. And it ain't gonna come overnight. You're gonna take a beat, you're gonna take this, you're gonna get knocked out, you're gonna get up, and you're gonna see if you got the right thing. But you gotta work hard. I'm ready. Come on, let's do this. Step into my office. See, I come you from I am serious. This is old school. You should be able to grab one of these birds. 30 seconds? Up yeah. in New York these dreams. Where I had my first. Come on, child. you call that fast? I named the boy and see him. All the boys call him now out yep. of the oh, Again. I thought you man. were fast. Quit the school. Get them legs moving. A little harder, a little faster. Keep up the pace. Keep going. Hey, 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 Chuck Berry of this rap skit. Styles I mastered. The history of mute. <laughs> that bell don't mean school's out, Donnie. Keep going. While it is not beneath me to just show a Rocky video for no apparent reason. I show that because it is important. Er, what we're going to learn today happens in that little sequence right there. It happens in every one of his movies because the, all his movies are about change. And we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the nature, the principles, the fundamentals of how a human life is altered. Okay? And we're going to look at what the Bible says about how you go from living a life of anxiety to living a life of peace. Living a life filled of cowardly, you know, quivering to living a life of courage. From going from uh, hopelessness to joy. That's what we're going to look at today. Change from here to there. Okay? give you two basic principles that are going to make sense and could alter the way, like who you are. Before, let me just say, before we talk about this, I feel like I need to have like a qualifying assumption over here. Qualifying assumption over here. I'm assuming that your body, the physical part of your body, is in minimal operating condition. Okay, Because sometimes, honestly, because sometimes uh, the mammal part of us tries to conquer the spirit part of us, and the spirit he's kind of getting pinned to the ground and can't do much. And so if your body's not working right, you can't change much. From 2007 to 2009, there were 20 months in there where in my throat there's a gland. It's the, the gland is the size of a, of a single uh, rice, right? Just a little rice, one. Well, it went rogue on me and, and blew up to the size of a, about a, an olive and, and tried to take over my body by poisoning my blood, and I'd say it was doing a very good job because for those 20 months, I had chronic fatigue syndrome, suffered some significant depression, could not focus a thought in my brain. Okay? My bones and joints hurt. I had doctors looking at my lower GI trying to figure out what was wrong, and they couldn't figure it out and it wasn't until my fourth kidney stone on resurrection sunday when this building opened that i thought i got to get some blood work done i've got to find out what's going on inside of my body that some, there's something more to this than all of these other things sure enough this i but the point is the point is this i couldn't change if i wanted to okay i I couldn't change my socks, friends. That was like a big victory in those days. And I wasn't going to change until someone went in there with a knife and took out this little olive and threw it on the ground so I could stomp on it. Then I could change. So, point is, if your body's not working, get your body working. If your blood's not right, get your blood right. If your blood's right, now let's go on, okay? If if your blood's right, two principles of altering who you are, two principles of changing. And by the way, take good notes. This is for parenting. This is for um, working with your boss or working with uh, your fellow employees. This is for working in the neighborhood, whatever. This is, this is it. Here it is. Number one, two points. Number one, you are what you think. You are what you think. Rene Descartes, right? I think, therefore I am. Nah, what I think I am. What I think I am—I'll just cite two of the thousands of psychological researches done. This one was done in England a number of years ago, almost ten years ago, and they were studying what? What? Since anxiety is the drug of choice these days, it's the it's the addiction. Stress is the addiction these days, and so they studied people that were living high-stress lives and were stressed out and highly anxious, and then they studied people that were living somewhat carefree lives. And so, in in studying these types of people, they looked at um, what was causing all this emotional stress on these people. So, the stress-filled people, they found out they were pretty much pessimistic about life. And the stress-free people, they were optimistic a- about life. The stressed-out people, they felt they were stuck. And the people that were stress-free, they, they looked forward, hope, hopefully. Here's when it, kind of interesting is when they realized when they would interview the people that were highly anxious, they focused mostly on their past. You know, they, for every silver lining, there's always a cloud attached to it, right? And, 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 and for good reason, by the way. They, they would list these people over here that were highly anxious or stressed or depressed. They had terrible experiences in their life of relationship breakups and sometimes physical injuries and uh, tragedies that took place in their life. And so these people had a tendency of looking at that dwelling on it. When they interviewed the stress-free people, they, they saw that they were looking into the future, not stuck, but hopeful. Now, the study took a turn when they started doing research on the people that were living an optimistic, hopeful, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow type people. It turns out they had a terrible life in their background. They had difficulties and tragedies and uh, relationship breakups. Sometimes, actually many times, worse than the people that were living in the past and were stressed living. So what was the difference? It was the way they thought is what changed who they were. It's, it wasn't the biggest factor in their stref, stress levels was their outlook on life. It is not what happened to them, it's what, in, how they interpreted what happened to them. Because you are what you think. University of Tennessee did a 12-year exhaustive study on, on human change and stress levels and anxious people. Here, I'll just do the math. They, I mean, I'll say it succinctly because they somewhat did too. They wanted to make it understandable. They said, if physically speaking, you are what you eat, psychologically speaking, you are what you think. They made a formula. Wrong thinking leads to negative emotion, leads to unwise behavior, leads to devastating consequences. Right thinking leads to positive emotions, leads to wise behavior, leads to fruitful consequences. (laughs) I mean, it it makes sense, right? It makes sense. We're rational beings. So you are what you think. Do you want peace? That's not the question today. The question today is, do you want to change? do you want to change? Because if you want to change, if you change the way you're thinking, you're going to change your life. Change your thinking, and you'll change your life. Point one. Now, there's another school of thought that goes like this. It says, um, if you do something long enough, if you can get into the habit of doing something, then that will change your That'll change your life as well. This person says, you are what you do. You are what you do. And, and, and the types of people that will say they're called behaviorists, and they would believe, well, you could go all the way back to Aristotle. In Nicomachean Ethics, he, he says the habit of excellence, that if you practice something over and over again, it becomes one easier and more pleasurable. And so, he would say that the habit of excellence, the practice of doing something again and and again and again will lead you to making excellent choices with excellent people in excellent circumstances. It goes the other way, too, by the way. It it goes, if you do the bad things and you practice those, once vices, now habits, as the Doobie brothers say. Uh, Listen, behavioral, you are what you do. This is this is the simplest way to think about human existence. I had a coach in junior high. His name is Coach Rainey. I can't I can't remember names, but I won't forget his. He was a behavioralist. He he not he I don't think he read Nicomachean Ethics, but he understood that if what's what you do is who you are, and so he would grab us by the helmet. This is a long time ago. This is most of this is illegal. Most of what he did is illegal now. He'd grab guys by the helmet, and he'd be screaming at them, spitting on them, you know, while he's screaming, just do what I tell you to do, and eventually you'll thank me. If you don't do what I tell you to do, you'll regret it immediately. And then he'd push you back on the back of your heels, you'd fall on the ground and then run off and hope he grabs somebody else next. It was, it was Coach Rainey that coined the phrase that Nike later stole, just do it. He didn't care what you thought. He just told you to do it, and we did it, and we ended up being not bad at what he was telling us to do because, you know what, practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. You parents do this. You know, it's like, you know, you know. there's a Coach Rainey in you. Little kids and teenagers, both irrational, right? And so you could... Do the why, 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 right? Or eventually you just say, because I said so. And then you say, just do it. Just do it. See, the, the, why does behavior psychology work? Behavior psych, It's because of a couple reasons. One, um, because sometimes you don't even need to know the why. Sometimes you just need to, you know, practice excellence, and it'll, it'll catch up to you. Sometimes, here's another thing, sometimes uh, cognitive therapy, like the thinking part, our, our thinking is kind of so misaligned that it's, you just kind of like put that over here for a while and let's just practice these right things. So sometimes, honestly, sometimes marriage counselors will start with, you know, what you're thinking, cognitive therapy, and then they'll just say, okay, look, 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 okay. I'm not asking you to love your mate. I'm asking you to pretend to love your mate, okay? Like, just just pretend for a month and then come back to me. So just, like, what would the Cleavers do? What would Ward do? What would June do? Just do that. And what happens sometimes is sometimes the couples just fall back in love. They were practicing wrong, and then so, so they started practicing right. Do you want peace? good question. That's not today's question. Today's question is, do you want to change? Because if you want to change, okay, if you change your behavior, you'll change your life. If you change your behavior, you'll change your life. Because you are what you think, and you are what you do. But what if we combined both of these, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy. What if we what if we did both thinking and doing the right thing? Because then they would kind of build on themselves. Watch what happens. This is called the behavioral cognitive or cognitive behavioral triangle. Right? You put up there. You'd start anywhere you want. Where whatever you want to start with, behave. Or doing, or you want to start with thinking? Let's just start with thinking, okay? So we start thinking right, and our thinking right start, kind of start, is telling our emotions how to feel about something. Those positive emotions are, are giving us the courage to do the right thing. The, the doing the right thing reinforces the right thinking, which reinforces the right feeling, which reinforces the right doing, which reinforces... And then look where it ends up. You end up doing a good thing in a great way. Your life has changed. You're, doing the, you're thinking right and you're doing right. There's another little cycle here. It's a bad cycle. Here's what happens when you do or think or whatever wrong, okay? You start thinking the wrong thoughts and negative thoughts, things that aren't true or real, right or real, and then so you start doing the wrong things. Because you do the wrong things, you're going to start having the wrong feelings. Now, what's most detrimental about the counter uh, uh, cycle on this one is now your feelings are telling you what to think. Now your feelings are telling you how to interpret reality, and so, so you're thinking wrong, and so you're thinking wrong, you're going to do more things wrong, and then you're going to feel more wrong, and then you're… And it finally… It, it follows up. It ends up in a really bad place as well. So one is getting perpetually better, and one's getting perpetually worse because of this, these truths. (laughs) I mean, Rocky Balboa, it's it's what you think and it's what you do. It's, It's how you interpret life and what you practice all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is like a brief and rather crude summary of, again, most of psychology today, and that's how a person can change. You're lucky to be here today. Now, you can apply that, but when I was thinking this, I couldn't help but think, it is so great to be a modern person because, again, hundreds of years of study have gotten, gone into this idea of either cognitive therapy or behavioral therapy, what you think and what you do, and we know that now. We have proof of this now. We have scientific studies now. And I, I lament the people that lived in the old days because what would they do? How would they know? How could they change? Well, 2,000 years before Albert Ellis uh, or Alfred Adler There was this guy named Paul, and he wrote two sentences in the book of Philippians. And these two sentences say this. You are what you think. You are what you do. You are a product of how you interpret life. You are a product of your habits. Watch, two sentences. He's going to summarize all of this life change. Look for it. Look at verse 8. It's up on the screens now. Philippians 4, chapter 8 This is what you think. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good repute. (laughs) If there's anything excellent, if anything is worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Wow, you are what you think. Wait, wait, wait. Verse 9. The things that you learned and received and heard and seen in me, yeah? Practice them. Make a habit of them. Practice these things, and the God of peace shall be with you. Let your mind dwell on these things. You are what you think. Practice these things. Verse 9, you are what you do. Paul Genius. Well, you know, he's cheating. He gets his from God, and he's trying to help us change our lives. Let's look, let's look at the first one, right? Th- you have to think right. Think right. I'm gonna, what I'm going to try to do is, is show you how, how nicely he's packaged these ways of thinking because he breaks it. There's, there's eight things, categories to think in. The first uh, three are uh, f- 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 focusing on, like, wisdom, you know, beautiful. And the second three are about beautiful things. Think about wise things. Think about beautiful things. See, aesthetically right, intellectually right. And then, and then there's two summaries. Look, whatever is true, these are the intellectually right things. These are the wise things. Is it true? Is it honorable? Whatever's honorable. Whatever is right. Or aesthetically pleasing, right, the beautiful things. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good repute. Look, 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 let me summarize. If there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind think on these things. Let your mind dwell on these things. (laughs) Did you notice the stuttering? Eight times he says whatever, anything, go get it. Some version of whatever's out there, eight, every. Every description is attached with a whatever. He doesn't care where it comes from, friends, as long as it's wise and beautiful. Because Paul, this is classic Paul, right? All truth is God's truth. All beauty is from God. Just, just, just focus on the good stuff, like the wise stuff, the excellent stuff, the beautiful things, right? And then he says, so like Laman that's boy, that's deep wisdom, right? It, that's, we can watch that, or we can read that, or Beethoven's Fifth. That's good. Take that. Whatever's good, whatever's beautiful. That's the point. But here's the other part that I like about it. Let your mind dwell on these things. It's not like a passing thought. The word dwell means to, um, co- uh, to contrive, to, to think about, to d- dwell on. Uh, it's like f- like trying to figure out a formula in your head, right? Uh, trying to consider, ponder think through. Uh, graphically, it, this, a word like this word is used for a cow chewing its cud, right? It's just going, I'm going to just, I'm going to mull, there's a good one, I'm going to mull this over. I'm going to chew on this. Here's what he says to chew on. Things that are wise and things that are beautiful. Is it true as opposed to a lie? Chew on it. Is it honorable? Does it show respect? Good. Is it right? That means as opposed to ethical, right? I mean, not opposed to, but in descriptive, it's ethical. Do that. Good. Those are all things that are wise. How about beautiful things? All, all things beautiful. Whole, pure. That means holy. Lovely. Attractive. Winsome. Not bitter. Good repute. That means fair speaking. It's words now, okay? Look, broad net. Is it excellent? Right? Is it, is it praiseworthy? Then think on those things. Do you want the peace of God? Yes, you want the God of peace to visit you. Yes, but that's not the issue. The issue is this. Do you want to change? If you change your thinking, you'll change your life. Okay? That's, that's what he's saying here, right? You are, we are a product of our thoughts. We are a product of our thoughts. And what he's implying here, it's a pretty obvious implication, There has to be a filter of what's coming into your brain. You are responsible for filtering. Okay? Classic existentialism, right? You know, like, oh, my subconscious. It's your subconscious. You are the gatekeeper of what gets in there. And so Paul's saying, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, you be the gatekeeper. Think of it this way. Okay, uh, we're starting over today. Your whole life is starting over today. Your mind is this house. And out in front of your house are just lines of trucks, right, <laughs> moving trucks, and they're full of anything from everywhere, right? And they're, and they're, at, and they're saying, you're sitting, you're standing on the sidewalk, and they're asking you, hey, ma'am, do you want us to bring this in here? Can, can I bring this in your mind? Can I bring this into your house? You're so, not supposed to be sleeping through this. Well, is it is it wise and, and beautiful? Yes, it is. Well, by all means, come on in. I don't care where it's from. Put it in there. Uh, is it praiseworthy? Is it excellent? Yes, put that one right over there in the master bedroom. That's awesome. That would be great. I want to look at that. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. I got this old box full of shame and, uh, and this binder with a bunch of old lectures that say how you're good for nothing and won't ever amount to anything. Yeah, why don't you put that in the living room? So I can see it all the time, and it will influence my marriage, and it will influence my parent life. Yeah. No. No, leave it in the truck. No. Take it to the dump and let it burn in hell forever. You are in charge of what gets in the house, Paul's saying. And so whatever is wise and whatever is beautiful, come on in. Come on in. Here's how it works. You start every day, you end every, every day with, with promises from God. That's what's right and real and true. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's cheating, honestly. You want to know what's right and real and true? You just go to the Bible. You don't have to go for everywhere. But the, this, is, this is the easiest way. And you get Bible verses, and here's what I have found influences the way I think. I customize the Bible verse. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's always all about me. And I make it about me. Okay, let me show you. I'll, we even did our bulletin today so that you could see how to do that. Look, normally we would say, finally brothers, or finally brothers and sisters by the translation. No, no, no. We're just going to fill in. You fill in your name. Finally, hey, 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 Matt. Hey, Matt. This is what you led. This is, this is a word from God to you. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Dwell on those things. Yeah. Look, if you think this is brainwashing, now you're getting it. (laughs) You're you're scrubbing the old stuff and getting rid of it, and you're just like, is this wise? Yes, it is, so I'll let it in. Here's what we do. Is it a lie? Yeah, I'll just chew on it, even though all the flavor is out of this gum, but I'm not going to spit it out. No, no, no. Is it beautiful? Yeah, well, come on in. Is is it rancid and ugly? Yeah, I'm going to play with this. I'm going to dwell on this. I'm going to play with it like a monkey plays with a hand grenade, just waiting for this thing to go off somewhere. Right? No! (laughs) Be a filter. This passage is for you. This sentence is for you. This promise is for you. Here's here's a promise that I love. You can borrow it if you want. It, It was written like this originally. But I've turned it into mine because this—I got to tell you—this thing rattles around in my head all the time. I have to say, Matt, Matt. So, so let Matt not grow weary in doing good, for he will. Matt will reap in the time of harvest if Matt doesn't give up. Don't grow weary, Matt. See, it's a verse that I love. It's it's washing my brain. Here's one that quite literally changed my life. Not the first time I'd memorized the first one. You, this is the one that's in the Bible. But what radically changed my life was when I realized that God so loved Matt. Okay, that God so loved Matt because I had this, I guess, uh, an economic view of, of God sending his own son to die for the world. You know, it's a good investment. And when I realized, no, it was my fault. When I realized if I were the only person on the planet, he would send his son. I took personal responsibility for my sin and putting that innocent Savior on the cross. And it was like, I saw God differently, and I saw myself, I saw life differently, because I changed it for God so loved Matt that he gave his only son, so that if Matt believes in him, Matt would not perish but have eternal life. That, that's, you, you take these thoughts captive, right? You don't let anything in. Wake up, gatekeeper, wake up, right? I mean, the other day, I was, because my feelings were telling me how to think, I was in a death spiral going backwards. I came home one day, I was an especially hard day, and I, I sat down with a pen and paper and started writing all the offenses that I've experienced. I had turned it over on the backside, and Melinda walks in and catches me and says, What are you doing? Why? Stop that now. Grabbed the sheet of paper, said, I went, wow, I mean, it was just like, you know, she almost slapped me in the brain, you know. Stop thinking those thoughts. That's not wise. That's not beautiful. It's not praiseworthy. Stop it. Stop. Wait, okay. Wow. I am what I think, and I was, in, I was thinking the bad things. And I was going ba- to feel bad. I was going to make bad decisions, wasn't I? Yeah, I quit. I'm done, right? Part one. What does Paul say after that? He says, he says, behavior matters. Do the right thing. He says, do the right thing. And, I mean, what I like about this is Paul's just saying, follow the leader. You know, just like that Disney song, I'm following the leader, the leader. I think. I don't know. I learned that in kindergarten. So, But look at the, look at the sentence. The things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and look what happens. And then the God of peace shall be with you. Practice these things. <laughs> Look what it, I mean, it's so simple. What is he saying? You are what you do. You are what you do. Do you want the peace of God? Or I'm sorry, the God of peace to visit you? Sure you do. That's not the question. Do you want to change? Do you want to change? Because if you want to change, you have to change what you do, and then it will change your life. If you change your behavior, you'll change your life. Think about, I mean, think about every skill, okay, almost every skill you have ever learned. Do you know how you learned it? You were following a leader. You, you looked at someone else that was, that was mildly better than you maybe at this skill, and you said, okay, I'm going to learn I'm gonna, what I received from them, what I heard from them, what, I, what I'd seen in them. And then I'm going to do that. I'm going to emulate that. I'm going pract- to practice these things. That's how you learn to drive, right? That's how you learn to drive. <laughs> Somebody got in a car with you and said, okay, learn from me, receive from me, right, heard from me, seen in me. And you're going to be like, and then you're going to practice these things. Uh, our kids, we handed that off. The last kids were like, ah, let's give it a try. The last, you know, right, the last child, let's see what happens. Um, so I taught my daughter how to drive, and Melinda tried to teach my daughter how to drive. It didn't work so well, because for, for all the defensive drivers out there, somebody's got to be driving offensively, right? <laughs> right. So anyway, so I said, honey, watch this. Learn from me, receive in me, right? Seen in me, practice, practice these things. and she's, now, she's an outstanding driver. She's, she's like her coach. That's... The point is, you read the passage, and you know what it's saying. It's saying, just do this. Just, just do this. Practice this thing. Every, the things you do, like the things you're skilled at, you learned by seeing and watching and hearing, and then practicing. At the end of our day, I—now the kids are gone, here's how our days end, okay? We all do our chores around the house. Around 10 o'clock or so, we get to detox, and so she opens her laptop, and I open my laptop because she wants to learn skills, and she, she'll, like, look, and, oh, look, decorating cookies. It's always decorating cookies. Hey, so, so she'll, oh, no, no, what, what, Melinda, what? So she spins her laptop around and says, look at this. Look at the color purple, and look what they did, and I go, wow, that doesn't look anything like the other 400 cookies I've seen, but, but you're learning a skill. Go practice that. And, and she'll say, well, what are you doing? And I'll spin my laptop around and say, see this? If you just move your hand just two inches to the left, you can choke a person unconscious. Watch his face goes from red to purple, just like your cookie. Look how it's purple. And then I'll say, can I practice this on you? And she says, still no, still no. Point is, She's trying to get better at cookies. I'm trying to get better at jiu The only way it happens is if you, if you learn and receive and hear and then practice those things. You have to just do it. You have to do it. You want the God of peace to visit? Yes, you do already. Okay, the question is, do you want to change? Because this is how it works. You are what you do. This is how you change in what you do you find a church that has built their entire structure around these two truths, what you think and what you do, this modeling of following the leader, and then you go and get connected there. Wait, this is a church that has built its entire structure around these two truths. And this second truth that we're focusing on at the moment, this following the leader, I've got to tell you, Almost every ministry, I say almost because you're not supposed to say every, but almost every ministry is layered with leaders to follow and so that you can lead someone else. Everywhere you look, you're going to look for, you can find an opportunity where you can lead and have people following you, and you can be led so that you can practice these things. But listen, it doesn't happen if you just come here on Sunday for big church. You've got to get engaged. And there's, there's plenty of opportunities. There'll be more coming up. If you serve, you're going to find people that you can lead and you, people that you can follow and practice those things. There are communities. On Sunday morning, there are communities. On, you know, White Girlfriends at Grace, there's Women's Bible Study, there's Men's Fraternity thing called The Quest. There's Sunday School classes. But, gang, listen to me. You've got to get engaged. We're connected through relationships. And the reason is we're not lonely it's, it's because we see this, this need to do, just do it, follow the leader. We want you to be able to say to someone what you've seen and heard and witnessed and heard in me, just practice those things while I do the same thing up here. Make plans, make plans. This summer, like, get engaged at a whole different level. Next fall, get engaged at a whole new level. <laughs> You know, it's Rocky Balboa. Creed wants to get better, but he doesn't want to get off the couch. I can't help you there, Creed. You got to want to change. Simple math. In 2020, in 2020. That's 4 years away. What do you want to be when you grow up? That is often not even up to you. Who do you want to be in 2020? In 2025, nine years away, these are good round numbers, 2025, who are you going to be? I'll tell you what you're going to be. You will be a product of what you think and what you do. That's who you'll be. Look, let's, let's, i tell you what, you know what, Let's for the sake of application here, let's rewind this a little bit. You know who you are right now? Like right now, all those things spinning around in your head and all those habits that you have? you are a product of decisions you made 10 years ago about what you thought, whether you were going to keep a gate out in front of you, this new house, house called your mind, whether or not you let anything, what you chose to do as a habit. You chose that five years ago, passively or actively. You chose that a month ago. You chose that a week ago. That's how you're here. Is the trajectory going to change any? I'll tell you, it will if you change the way you think. And change what you do. You've got to think right. You have to think you are a product of what you what you think. Here's a couple things that you have to seriously consider doing something about when it comes to keeping the gate. The people you hang around with, the people you spend time with, what are they saying here and, and doing? And and like are Did you let someone in the house with its own set of luggage? I'm just saying, negative, gossipy, people with terrible senses of humor as far as what's funny and what's not. You've got to make a decision. And sometimes you have to lose a significant other, right? A boyfriend, a girlfriend. Sometimes you have to lose a pack of friends to start over because they're influencing too much what's getting through to you. Change, friends, you will never regret ending a toxic relationship. You will never regret ending a bad relationship. Now, the lawyers are telling me that I need to tell you this, okay? <laughs> that if you, if you go down on this and say, I'm going to get some different types of friends, I'm going to say to my old friends, hey, I just got to do a little timeout. I've got to get, like, my, my thinking straight. You will there's a, you'll pay a price. There's a tuition and the tuition is loneliness, and it's worth it, okay? I don't, know, I don't know how this works, but I've left some friends before. I've left a pack of friends, and I've left individual friends, and then you kind of go through this drought a little bit of loneliness, and then all of a sudden, where did all these righteous people come from that speak wisdom and beauty, excellence and things that are praiseworthy? It's, I don't know. It's just a bill you have to pay. It's like a, a, a desert you have to cross. It's worth the travel. Choose your friends. They affect the way you think. What are you doing with your time? (laughs) Look, i got to tell you something. If you never hear another thing on the radio or television about this silly election we're in, you'd be okay. (laughs) This has gone insane. And if you're highly anxious, maybe you're, what are you listening to? Is it true? Is it pure? Is it wise? (laughs) There's no wisdom anymore. You could spend the time in the car listening to the Bible. Right? I, one of our pastors listens to the Bible uh, every, every year, through the Bible every year, by just driving to work. You can listen to some really great sermons. I do that. I listen to sermons on the way in. You can listen to worship ser- music on, the, on, your, on your commute. Think about what you're putting into your head. Okay, Think about maximizing the time. You are what you think. Next, do, do the right thing. Do right. Do right. right? Just do it. Just do it. In, in 2020, oh, here's a, great, here's a great way of looking at it. Who would you be in 2020, four years from now, who would you be uh, if the God of peace came like, over you and formed like an aura around you, right? It what if he was like a parathyroid thing that just influenced all of your blood, right? I mean, what if he got inside of your soul And who would you be then? The God of peace, it says. Not the peace of God, the God of shalom, the, the God of wellness, the God of he knows what's right for you and wants you to prosper. What if you spent from this day until 2020 saying, I will think what's right and what's beautiful, and I will do what's right and beautiful. And between now and then, watch the promise come true. Who would you be then? Oh, my goodness, (laughs) you'd be more like Christ. You'd be more like Christ. Last week we heard this. Do you want the peace of God to guard your heart and mind? Then do this. Pray all the time about everything with thanksgiving, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. This week, you think right, you do right, and the peace of God will visit you. You want that. Do you want to change? Does anybody here want to change? Dear Lord Jesus, it's not like we don't know. It's not like we haven't had this this instruction for 2,000 years that we're a product of what we think and what we do. So, Lord Jesus, would you help us? understand the responsibility that we have as gatekeepers of what comes into our mind, that we would, we would only allow those things that are wise and those things that are true, praiseworthy, and they're honorable. And we would just do the right thing. And if we don't know why and we don't understand, we'll just do the right thing. We'll make a habit of doing the right thing. We want the peace of God and the God of peace to visit us. Lord, take what's left of our life. Just take the dust and the dirt and make it into something beautiful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about grace, visit our website at grace360.org.